And a good afternoon. It is this is City View with Mayor Tom Koch, podcast Quincy Podcast. My name is Mark Carey, his media director, and I'm thrilled to be sitting here in his honors office overlooking the beautiful Hancock Adams Common where the snow is melting on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon is when we're recording this. Snow is melting, the sun is getting higher, the days are getting longer, we're going in the right direction. It feels good, doesn't it? It really felt good. I was out there a little while ago and it felt nice. Uh, Let's move right on uh, some more good news, I think. I mean, hopefully we all think that this is good news. The governor just came out just a little while ago, maybe within the hour, and announced the mask mandate would be lifted. Want to fill the folks in more on that, Mayor? Yeah, I mean, I haven't haven't read all the details yet, but it it looks like after February vacation for the schools, they'll be lifted. Uh, School districts can obviously make some decisions on their own as well, but we have followed really the governor's plan from day one. I haven't always agreed with his decisions, but I think it's important we, you know, we, we fall in line and we follow the same guidelines as others do recognizing that we've made our own decisions. We haven't had the mass mandate on restaurants and all those kinds of things. We did when the state said we should do it, but once they lifted, we lifted as well. So I anticipate we'll do the same on the school side. The school committee will discuss it, and then the school committee will make a vote because the school committee did take a vote separately from the state to invoke the mask mandate. I forget now what it was. The time's crazy, <laughs> but yeah. uh, probably summer twenty mm. twenty twenty. But at any rate, uh, so that'll be a discussion point on the schools. As you know, I'm a one of seven members on the school committee, and we'll make a decision. Certainly, from my perspective, we're going in the right direction. It appears nationally we're going in the right direction, and that's why a number of governors are now lifting the mass mandate. So it looks like this is largely behind us, and I know there's always that person out there, well, another variant could come up. we got to be careful. We do have to be careful, but we have to live, too, mm. and, and we'll just keep following things. And I know that and we know we've talked about this a little bit, Mark, but the look back on this time period for the population, particularly the young population, in my opinion, the data and the stats are going to be really troubling uh, and mind-blowing, in my opinion. Mm. The the whole pandemic, the, effect. the isolation, yeah. the masks, all, all the factors involved had a tremendous effect on mental health. And I think it's had a huge effect on the addiction side, mental health, anxieties. Uh, I, I know just know on the school side, we've done a lot of extra programming and staffing on, on helping people and families get through some of this. So this, this, the quicker we can get out of this and get back to some, some normalcy, healthy normalcy, yeah. I think is, is huge for the mental health side as well as everybody. And there's also, there haven't been a lot of studies yet, but there's early studies showing that masks on kids aren't, aren't a good thing for the kids. Right. Right. So, so, um, you know, I think once we get that, uh, the word as we have from the governor, then we should follow in my opinion. Well, yeah, and that's February 28th is when that go, when that goes into play. And I guess after you meet with the school committee, they'll make those decisions. But I agree with you 100%. Those kids, man, they've been through enough. I mean, let's just let them be normal and let them be kids. And Yeah, you know, I, I think been, it, there's yeah. been a lot, of, an awful lot going on with the pandemic, an awful lot going on with the result of the social justice movement, the curriculum pressures, all the noise, all the distractions for these kids, in my view. Yeah. And I'm not saying some of these discussions shouldn't have been had. They needed to be had. But in reality, we got to get back to what kids are in school for, you know, yeah. and preparing them for life, learning math and science and history and English and right, uh, you know, and and really the to critically think. I think that's one of the things we've gotten away from in in the education side. And I don't want to make this all about education, but it, the, the whole idea is really to be critical thinkers, not robots. And uh, you know, as they go off into college and and uh, get led in a certain way. Uh, in my view, um, it's not healthy. So we, we need more critical thinkers, not necessarily 
just going along to get along. Right. I agree. hundred percent. And uh, since we're on the subject, we're going to talk, usually it's great on this podcast. You usually hit a few issues, four, three or four issues, very consumable bit. And uh, let's just segue right into what um, we were just discussing a little bit on education, which is the new school that would be built here in the city, which would be school number four. Yeah, school number four uh, yeah. with our administration working together with the school committee and city council and uh, the superintendent, his team, and, and so forth. But yeah, a number of years ago, we we went back to the school building authority and asked them, formally asked them to allow us in in the process for the new elementary school replacement for Squanum. You know, no matter who I talked to on the school side, school community members, uh, even some city councils, I said, what would the next school be need to be replaced. When you look at the physical plan, I'm not talking about what's going on in the classroom because mm-hmm. that's that's different, but the physical plan, and to a person, they all said, yeah, it's probably squanum. It's an, it was never, a qual- the additions that were built in the 50s and 70s were never really quality. Yeah. It's got all kinds of challenges. So, so finally we were accepted in, and now the next phase is the official feasibility study, which will determine where we go from here. I think everybody knows that that school cannot be rehabbed. Yeah, it's going to be a new. School. But we have to go through that process right. and make that case, and uh, we'll go before the school building authority on that. So, a lot of people work out on that public buildings. Uh, Paul Hines is involved in that. Superintendent Mulvey and his team's involved in it. Obviously, the principal out there. We appreciate the support of my colleagues in the school committee and and my colleagues on the city council. I know Bill Harris, the Wetsix Council, has been very excited about this one. Probably because he lives in Squanum <laughs> as part of it, but but he's been a big supporter of education as well, as the council has been. So, yeah. you know, the the we took on the project of the new Quincy High. It was essentially baked under my predecessor. It was talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I would yeah, be the third administration. So, we, so you get the Quincy High, and, and uh, it was well-received, beautifully built. It's going very, very well, although things don't like, like, last like they used to in the old days. Uh Believe it or not, we're replacing boilers and things already in that school because the life of them is so high efficient, you know, they just don't last as long. And then, of course, uh, the Central Middle School was the next piece, which was completed up on Hancock Street across from the stadium. It it really came out beautiful. And uh, we've certainly filled that up pretty quickly. And then, of course, Southwest, the old Sterling Middle School. Another great school. Another great school. uh, Come out really, really neat. Uh, That was really a neat. A little different look because you're in a residential neighborhood. And my guess is that same thinking will be for Squanum. It's in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Yeah. So I'm not sure we want a commercial-looking building. Right. uh, More residential feel. But the reality is we want to continue to provide the best for our kids. And that includes a very safe and comfortable learning environment so that, you know, you're not challenged with your leaky roofs and yeah. heating systems not working, yeah. ADA issues when you have kids that have challenges and you can't meet, meet their their needs because of the limits on the building. So, you know, for all those reasons, all the right reasons, this is the next one. We don't have the number yet of what the percentage will be reimbursed uh, by the state. We'll get that as we go into the process. I think the last uh, Sterling slash Southwest I think it was around sixty-three percent reimbursement to the city. So, right. wow, for, you know, it's it's a good rate. Mm. It's a good deal for the taxpayers of Quincy, and so we'll keep everybody apprised. It's a bizarre-looking building as it is right now. It's got to be the longest, oddest-shaped building. Yeah, it's, it was all ever. linear. It's one level, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not aesthetically pleasing at right, all. <laughs> right. Well, that's the process, and thank you for keeping us up and informed on the process, because all of these are processes, and Quincy's always at the table when it comes to balancing how we get that extra aid, right, from the state. No question. Aid. No question. Yeah. We're, uh, we have good relationships. We're we're at the table all the time. we certainly going to get our fair share for the people of Quincy. No question. Whether it's federal money or state money, 
we have good uh, good relationships and and I'm grateful. You know, Charlie Baker, our governor, and his lieutenant governor Karen Polito, they've been they've been great partners. Uh, you know, Ron Mariano is a Quincy guy, Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty neat. Fantastic. You know, <laughs> but the entire delegation, you know, Bruce Ayers and Techie Chan and certainly Senator Keenan, they've all been supportive of yeah. all these initiatives and efforts. And certainly Congressman Lynch at the federal level has been just amazing. That's really important. So uh, thank you for keep keeping us up to date on that. And moving on to other city services and specifically one of the things that matters more than anything is we keep our, as you've always said, the number one number one job really that you have is to keep our citizens safe. And that's with police and fire and emergency services, really. So let's just shift gears a little bit and talk about some new fire apparatus that we have coming into the city and what that entails. Sure. I, I think most people would agree with me that the first priority of government, local government, is to keep people uh, safe in their person in their home, right? So mm-hmm. we have excellent departments, yeah. tremendous professional uh, police department, professional fire department, very dedicated employees, uh, public safety officers, firemen, policemen. And even civilians that are involved in both departments, uh, pretty amazing effort. So, yes, so for us to expect them to do their job. Putting their lives on the line, by the way. That's right. we got to provide them the resources they need and deserve when mm-hmm. they are doing yeah. their job. Yes, so we have before the city council a request for a new ladder truck and a new engine company. Now, and I'm sure, not engine company, but an engine piece of engine, yeah. which leads to an engine company. And these pieces of equipment are extremely expensive, mm-hmm. extremely important, and they yeah. take a long time to get. It's not like you, you go down the lot and you pick out a fire <laughs> engine on the lot yeah, and they you build drive them, it right? home. They build them from scratch to order for the most part. Uh, although that's what's happening right now with the car industry. You can't go down and get a car off the lot right now the way Crazy. things are going. So, so the lead time is a good year and a half. So we want to get this going so that we are in a better position. Our backup ladder, our spare ladder, is over 20 years old. So we, we got to keep up with these things. Yeah. And again, you can't get them overnight. So you, no. you got to plan. you got to look ahead. And uh, so this is the next piece. I know that we will continue to provide the equipment that they need. We're still in the conversion of the shower rooms and decontamination rooms. So when they come back from an incident, uh, they can get in, shower, take all their, their clothing equipment. That goes right into a washer and dryer setup. So, the you know, the old days, they'd come back from a fire and all of that stuff getting to the uniforms, yeah. they wear it for the rest of their shift, right. which is crazy. So studies have shown, and of course, firemen have a higher rate of, of cancer based on what they're exposed to yeah. in their duties. So we try to minimize and mitigate those risks. You know, having the right equipment, the right clothing, the right gear, all helps to do that. Um, yeah, and the technology too. I mean, there's just been so much, and I don't want to get on this rabbit hole, but I, I, I'm so impressed by how technically advanced our fire department is as well as the police too. I mean, I, I never just something that people just don't think about, but a fire truck is heading to a fire. This cuts down on the time to get there, which is all with a really important thing, right? Is they can change the lights from the truck. Same with the police, right? Yeah, public safety vehicles have on, change on the traffic certain, on, yeah, on not all of them, but on many intersections, the, the technologies there so that they, they can get there quicker. I mean, when it comes to somebody with a major medical event, time is very, very yeah. important. So, we have good response times in the city and, and from both on the police and fire side and our ambulance company, Brewster Ambulance. They all work well oh, together yeah. and coordinate well together. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk more about the public safety headquarters another day. But, yeah. uh, yes, those two pieces of apparatus, is, I believe, that's gone to committee and finance committee will meet and hopefully we'll get a, a recommendation from the city council on it. And I expect they would be positive on that. They understand the need of this as well. Great. Well, and, and shifting to uh, some another issue here, uh, which is I don't know how, I don't know how to segue into this, but we do need, yeah. you know, people live on this planet 
for a short time. We all know that we are born here and we die here. When we do die here, where do we go? Well, let's talk about some new space. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I'm just trying to take it to a place. So we, bought some, we have some new space now available for people to buy plots at some point. Oh, right? oh here you go. All right. Cemetery. Now you all right. Pine Hill Cemetery. Let's, yeah. I'm just going to pass it over to you and just take a breather. Well, uh, Pine Hill Cemetery was... The, the land for that was purchased in the 60s from the MDC. It's at the blaze, base of the Blue Hills, Braintree Line. You know, Mount Wollaston technically has been fill, not filled, but all the lots are sold. There's still lots available for family lots in there and so forth. But So Pine Hill was coming to an end as far as what lots were available. What happens in the cemetery business, and I and I was fortunate enough to be the head of the cemetery's parks forestry at one time, so I probably know a little bit more about it because of that. Yeah. when it, It's very, people don't think about, their demise, you know, until something happens, you don't really plan for that. Now, older people do do the pre-planning with funeral homes and so forth, whatever their wishes are, and -hmm. and probably makes some good sense, Uh, makes it easier on the family when that happens, when they know their wishes. But, you know, we we were literally running out of room. And in the cemetery business, you know, if the cemetery department had built out that whole cemetery when they first purchased it from the MDC, we wouldn't have the restrictions today. But what happened is the environmental laws came in in the 70s, the snake habitat being protected. So yep. so much of the acreage that we had originally planned for the cemetery is now dedicated to those. If they had built it out way back then, it, with this wouldn't be an issue. Right. But what happens is you build them out as you bring money in. You know, the cemetery department, it's a department of the city, and I think it has an important mission. But we try to help pay for itself when it comes to building out new space. So this new, we will have a bond issue before the city council. It will pay for itself. So the sale of those lots cost of opening them when the time comes and so forth, that all goes into payback the bond. So, you know, the bond people love this because it's a dedicated revenue source. They don't have to worry about, Mm. as far as we know, everyone's going to continue to die. There's no (laughs) way around it. Not to to make fun of the issue, but that's the reality of it. But important for families, yeah. It it is, it is. So this will create between four and 5,000 new graves, both for regular burials, but also... You know, the world's changing. A lot of people have gone to cremation. So there'll be cremation yeah. niches, cremation walls. It's really going to be beautiful. We're going to do some beautiful public art as part of it in the cemetery, obviously with a spiritual theme. No, I'm very excited about it because it, it was almost like a little bit of the poor stepchild compared to Mount Wollaston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we get this expansion done, the roads will be done, a lot of new trees will be planted. There'll be a water feature. There will be extension on the veteran section and that will have a little bit more oomph to it if you will yeah. uh just kind of has a one lonely flagpole there and uh, so i think we can do a little bit better so that's the plan i uh, will get in i know that dave murphy the commissioner of natural resources will get into the details with the city council when its uh, committee meeting is held it is something we need the presidents of the city we're nearly out and uh, a lot of people would like to do pre-planning so for a long time mark we haven't had graves available until the time of need. Mm. So we haven't had pre-planning. But we're going to open it up for pre-planning again because we've got plenty of graves. And that will bring the cash in to help pay down the debt service on it. Yeah, and a lot, it's funny. A lot of those old graves, uh, you mentioned Wollaston and, of course, Hancock Cemetery. We have some the sure. Sailor Cemetery. There's a whole bunch of them that are sort of, they've become outside museums as well. I mean, so, Yeah, for sure. That, so yeah. you really... Well, they tell the history of the community. They really do. You yeah. walk through a, a cemetery and start reading some of the stones. Oh, I know. And it's fascinating. It really is, yeah. 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 And you look at the, if you look at over the time, the wording, the old English oh, wording, yeah. it's pretty remarkable when you compare it to today. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's how fascinating. Are, 
promoted. They, at this time of death, they used to say promoted on such and such a date. You know, I mean, I hope when wow. the time comes, I get promoted and I'm not getting demoted. <laughs> but <laughs> We all hope so. We but it's a, good, it's a good project and yeah. uh, it's important to people at Quincy. Basically, those are the those are the four issues that we wanted to touch base on today. So um, we'll come back with a lot more heavier uh, issues coming up in the in the coming weeks. Uh, we have a few things that we want to respond to in the couple next couple of weeks, and we'll talk about those later. And uh, well, in the meantime, let, let me just say to anyone out yeah. there that's uh, certainly Quincy residents, any have any ever questions on anything, reach out to our office. We're, yeah. we're always available. Thank you for listening, and we try to get information out there. I certainly sometimes ex- express my thoughts and opinions, which we're all entitled to have. But we like to get the information out there because this day and age, there are so many information sources <laughs> yeah. and uh, not uh, not everything is accurate when it's out there. So well, that's what this came another from. Another platform. That, that's what doing the, your videos and doing this little, you're getting it right from, from the source, from the mayor. That's right. Office, and so, and, and yeah. I'm not saying that people have to agree with right. what we're talking about, what our priorities are, but but I want people to understand these are, these, these are the facts. So when you make a decision on whether you agree with it or not, at least you have all the information needed to make that decision. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. So. Yeah, and the great news about this podcast, I love the people, you're getting a lot of response from folks that are coming back, oh, I listen to your podcast, I, I listen, and I've heard the same for okay. myself, and I know yeah. you have heard it from, from Yeah, I ran into some people, some people that surprised me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, the monks from the Thai temple on, on Robert <laughs> Street uh, said to me, he listened to the podcast, I said, wow. Wow. Um, I don't listen to my podcast, um, <laughs> but no, that's, it's, it's just yeah. another platform as you, as yeah. you have promoted to me that we need to do this so that people, because people are using different platforms to get the information today. It's not like the old day when I was a paper boy, every house took the Patriot Ledger. Yeah. Uh, it's the world's changed. People yeah. don't read newspapers anymore. Well, and they're consumable, they're consumable bits. So I love the fact that you always say, and you've, you've always been, you've trained us from when we all first came on here. When we answer the phone calls, we'll treat them like a member of our family. So if you didn't hear something or if we didn't say we didn't fill out the details for you on this podcast or anything else, call the office at 617-376-1990 anytime somebody will help you, will talk to you. Yeah, well you can reach out, you know, through the yeah. website. Yeah. Absolutely as well. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's about it today. We want to wax Sounds on about good. anything else. You good? No, I'm good. I'm you good. All set. All right then. I'm going to take Mark. the music in and then I'm going to say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.